This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids. And today I've got a great episode with Rachel Amarante. Rachel is the mother of four boys, something I'm familiar with. And she has recently started something called the Awakening Motherhood Project. In this episode, we talk about finding joy as a parent, even when it's hard, finding joy in the little things. And Rachel also gives us some really great tips on transitioning into summertime with your kids, with the schedules changing and all that. And she's got some tips that I am definitely going to try in my own life. I say try because it's easier than it sounds, some of these tips, but they sound wonderful. All right. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Beam. Beam creates the highest quality functional supplements for better balance, energy, recovery, and sleep. And I have been taking their nightly dream blend every single night, and it is helping me get a deeper, more restful sleep. Plus, I love the ritual of it. I get my nice little mug, I heat up my hot water in my tea kettle, and I pour it in with my Beam. And this has some CBD in it, and it also has sleep-enhancing vitamins and minerals like magnesium, and it has nano CBD, which are particles with the highest absorption potential to naturally support inflammation, balance, and sleep. They also have a really great hydration line if you are looking for an electrolyte blend to help you with recovery from big workouts. Check out Beam. Go to beamtlc.com. Use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-1-5 to save 15% off your order. All right, friends, if you enjoy this podcast or any of the episodes we've put out on this podcast, please consider leaving us a quick rating and review so that potential new listeners can find us. Okay, enjoy my conversation with Rachel. All right. Well, today on Why Is Everyone Yelling? We have Rachel Amarante on the show. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have another mom of four boys on the show. I feel like I've interviewed a lot of mom of four girls, so this is fun for me. Yeah, I know. I was. That's one of the reasons I was. I've been so drawn to your your story too, because I'm like, oh my god, someone else like me. We understand. <laughs> I know it. It really is like. It's just such a different energy with so yep. many boys in your house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're actually staying at my mom's house for the night, and my sister is here with her three kids, and her kids, she has girl, boy, girl, and yep. her son, when he gets around my boys, it's just like this energy release, and yeah. he's like, Whoa! Yeah. so excited yep. and screaming and yelling, and I mean, that's what they do all the time, so yep. I'm used oh, to for it. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Is it? It's an entirely different energy, and I feel like I I have to have conversations with my husband. Like, 
hey, like this, my, this, my energy doesn't run like this. So like when you come out and add to it or then turn on music really loud or then wrestle before dinner, like that is not helpful to me at all. Oh my gosh. Take it to the yard, take it to the ball field, whatever. Like I need at least one of you to understand (laughs) that my energy doesn't move that direction. So. Oh my gosh. That's totally it. It's like. I and I grew up with two sisters, so I oh, feel wow, like yeah. I'm constantly training my brain. You know, it's like we want to raise these boys to like know when it's time to be calm, which is really hard to do. But also like I also try to strike this balance of like, OK, this is how they were created. Like they are very physical mm-hmm. and that's this is how they play. They have rough play. And I just sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm sick of everything being broken and everybody's getting hurt all the time. Yeah. Well, they have to let out they have to let out their energies. And I understand that. I feel like what has been working for me. So my boys are three, eight, nine and ten. So obviously and even my three year old who is like, you know, a little bit like Satan this summer. I wish I put him (laughs) in like, you know, all day camp anywhere but my house. But um, so even Sunny, but my three older ones for sure, I think. I've been having the conversations with them for the past few years, probably about energies and about my feminine energy and how important that is to the balance of a house. And everyone has both masculine and feminine energies. And I feel like as much as they need to let theirs out in a certain way, I need to express mine in a certain way. And so how to respect that. And mothers of, you know, same sex children, no matter if it's all girls or all boys, right? We all have such different responsibilities, like for the fathers of all girls, they have an entirely different responsibility than the two of us, let's say with all boys. I'm like, I'm, I'm all they got, like I'm all that they have to show them the power of a woman and what we are capable of and what we do and what we need and how they can uplift women in their lives in the future as they grow. And so I think that 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 that's our job. And one of those jobs is to teach them about the different energies of people and how to read them and respect them too. They're old enough to respect that. They don't need to wrestle in my kitchen when the oven's open. Like, give me a break. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I think about that often because my husband has three sisters as well. I don't know how we ended up with four boys because if you look like at the line of our family, like I, I know this is like super probably boring for the listeners, but like all of our parents only have sisters. Our grandparents have sisters. Like, it's all girls. So I don't know how this happened. Wow. I guess they say it's 50-50, right? I mean, every single time. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. But um, no, I think that's so true. But I oftentimes think about that with my husband and his three sisters. And, I, you know, obviously anybody can be a great husband and whatever. But I oftentimes think... I wonder how much of him having three sisters and how he would want someone to treat his sisters has affected like the kind of husband or and the kind of like boyfriend he was growing up. Like never dated someone as respectful as as he was. And so, Yeah. yeah, I just feel like there's something to that. So that being said, since our children don't have sisters, I do think your point is so valid. Yeah, we have we have an entirely different responsibility. And I kind of, so the work that I'm doing now, I created this, um, this project called the Awakening Motherhood Project. And it's where I share simple, actionable ways to bring joy into our lives as mothers. So not necessarily, I mean, some of them include my kids, fine. But it actually, like for me, as, as going through this, and it really started with me with that belief, like, 
wait a second, like I'm, I'm all they got. And like, I have, I'm teaching them all these things. I, sh- I need to be living them also for myself and my own soul, because mm-hmm. I believe that motherhood is our journey. It is not our children's Our we're, we have to raise them, feed them stuff, you know, like teach them a bunch of whatever we want to teach them. But like at the end of the day, it is just a badge or a title that we have. It is not who we are in our souls. Our kids are going to grow up and go. And that is our job to teach them how to do that. And so I started this project because I would see on social media and especially younger moms and my peers around me, like not treating our, we were just full of expectation and anxiety, the expectation of what motherhood should look like or what it looks like on social media or what it looks like in our peers who are 10 years ahead of us or the anxiety around not being able to do it perfect or not doing enough and just all the things that we as mothers carry. And I was carrying a lot of that for a long time. And I think that, you know, 2020, we all as mothers had a lot of different things to go through that we never thought we were going to have to go through and talk about expectation and anxiety. Yeah. Um, And I started to see that. And so not only did I have that, and I started to project that onto my kids. Mm -hmm. And then I saw them in turn reacting the same way I was because how, how else that's all they know, especially last year when they weren't allowed to go anywhere. So like I was, my husband and I were literally the only people who could influence them. Um, and, and so I thought about it more and I was like, wait a minute, like mothers, we need to find our confidence. We need to find our joy in our souls. And I love books that, that bring that to light in theory and in ideas. But then I would read the book, I would fold a bunch of corners, highlight a bunch Mm -hmm. of the pages, and then I'd like look at it every, you know, eight months. Right. And so I was like, I want to provide something and share something that can be actionable that day. So like, how can we bring joy to our own lives in whatever is happening in our day? And then, and how can we teach our kids to then do that for themselves as they grow? Uh, it's so funny you say that about the books, because I can't tell you how many books, like self helpy yeah. type books I've read. Yeah, and I'm fun. like, I got it. Finally, a few months ago, I was like, I got to put the book down and just do, you know? Yes, exactly. That's how I felt. You yep. know? And I mean, yep. I, I think the last one I read was Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. And I was like, okay, like I've, I've read a lot of the same things over and over again. And I want that to be a part of my life. But like, where's the action? And I liked her book because she actually did have action items where a lot of the other books didn't. So then what are you doing with the Awakening Motherhood Project? Like what you had an awakening moment and you are kind of explaining here the joy you want to seek in every day. And I and I know that you say that super authentically. And what I mean by that is like, I know you're not like, oh, I'm just happy and free every day, no. all day. Like, mm-hmm. this is Definitely hard, not. hard, yeah. hard, hard. Um, yeah. But tell me what the mission is and how you implement this into your work and your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think right now, I've also been learning that as women and especially mothers, we have to be okay with ourselves transforming and changing and shifting. So my mission right now is simply to remind us as mothers, new mothers, seasoned mothers, mothers to be uh, of the imperfections of motherhood and the importance of those imperfections. And then taking that and sharing that with our children so that they can start to understand that failures are just as important as successes and setbacks are just as great as the greatest moment. So one of the things that, one of the things that we do at the dinner table, um, 
is we or, you know, lunch table or, you know, whenever the heck I have five minutes with my children. Right. (laughs) Um, And we're all together is we do our highs of the day, our lows of the day, something that scared us and something that we might have failed at. And at first the boys were like, well, no, like I, I had no, like I, you know, I had a great day, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. So then we would start to talk about those things and how it was just important to share the failures as it were successes. And my husband and I do the same thing. So I'm like, you guys, this is what happened to me today. And it really hurt my self-esteem or it really hurt my feelings or like that didn't go well. And I got really frustrated. And I think being okay, having the, all of those feelings is part of part of the journey to joy and to be able to find them. Um, and so my mission is to share that and then just to, and to teach people how to share that with their kids. Um, I think our kids are so much smarter than we actually give them credit for, and they can understand a lot more than we expect them to sometimes. Yeah, I, I always struggle with this. I'm like, I there's nothing that feels better than when you actually like get on their eye level and say, ah, like I had a moment like I was in a bad mood this morning. I'm so sorry. My mood was so bad. Um, Or like when you lash out and scream, I'm like, I don't know about you, but I I am like dealing with this uh, try not to yell so much situation and approaching discipline and things like that in a calm manner gosh yeah (laughs) and my husband is kind of more like they need like they need to just be told and like be put away in their rooms yes my husband and I just had this conversation yesterday oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and it's like what is the balance because sometimes when I am like super like try to be like peaceful and whatever I do think that I'm being a little bit passive and like they are it's not getting through to them but like how do I do this without being so and, and the other reason is that it sucks my joy when I scream right Right. No, I agree. And it just amplifies everything. And I am definitely not like if I were put in a room with a bunch of women, I would not be picked out as the most joyful because I am not. So it is definitely not. I'm the more of like the no nonsense, get get it done, do the hard work and, you know, put my foot down type of person. Plus, I'm like very loud and outgoing. So when I'm loud, you know, my boys see that as like, oh, okay, hold on, like get Uh it together and, you know, she's speaking, right? Yeah. So just the other day, um, I think that, so at at the same moment within, I think maybe 20 minutes of me where I was like, Rachel, you've been a little anxious all day, like in my head, like you need to just like let, let some stuff go, you know, or whatever. And so at the same moment, one of my children was screaming bloody murder outside because he just got caught lying. Mm. So I was in my head, like, do I scream at him? Do I take away technology for a week? Do I, what do I, what do I, what, blah, blah, blah. What's the answer? I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm trying to think about what to do with that kid. One other kid comes in from sports all day and is crabby and hot and tired because it's a million degrees out. One kid just got his expander in because, you know, we're doing that now. And so he's like his mouth hurts. <laughs> and then my toddler is like, look, mom, I just put stickers all over the puppy. I'm like, OK, this is perfect. Like it's 4 p.m. I have no dinner. We all have sports night. And now what do I do? It's like, what do you actually do in that moment? Oh. So lay on the floor and, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So I have two things that I tried that not, not well, I only did one in that moment, but I've tried the other one before. And one of them is I lay, we have this one like kind of wall. It's like a half wall in our kitchen and I do legs up the wall, like, you know, the yoga pose. And I don't speak to anyone. Mm. I just go and I do that. And I, the first time I did it, I did for myself mm-hmm. because I'm like, I actually don't know what to do in this moment, right. but it, but it ceases all disagreement, all yelling, all screaming. And I don't know if it's because they're like, 
why is mom laying on the floor with her legs in the air? Like, is she dead? <laughs> is she, you know, like what's happening? Or if they're really curious about what, what, what I'm doing and they don't feel like arguing anymore. So I've done that and it actually works to like disseminate everything. And then I explain why I did it because that's a very healing pose and whatever. Um, and then yesterday for the lying child, I did a point system. So I said, I wrote down, I was like, you lied and that's really not cool. And you were mean to one of your brothers. So here are a list of jobs. You have to earn 500 points. Here's what the jobs are worth. You have to do any and all of those things to earn your 500 points. And then you can be ungrounded from your technology. Oh, that's a good idea. So I think it just created instead of me screaming and then heightening everybody else for the rest of the evening, I still got my point across and I was still like authoritative and like that, like lying is my thing. Like we, we don't do that, period. Mm-hmm. So don't mess with that one. But I think it created this opportunity and everyone else is like, wait, wait, what? Jack has to do jobs all evening, you know, or tomorrow. And so then even my three-year-old was like, why is Jack, Jackie doing jobs? And I'm like, oh, well, that's what happens. So I don't know. I hope it worked. I'll keep you posted if it works next time. But yeah. <laughs> you know, yesterday I, so I had a bunch of, I had, I had an interview and I had two calls. So it was like stuff to do. And my husband yeah. was working all day and all the kids are yeah. home. So I like timed everything perfectly. I, um, I got up and then I, I ran on the treadmill while they played outside with just a couple interruptions. And I was like, okay, we're going to go to the park so that when we get back, I can do this call and everybody's been at the park. So we're good. And then I had another short call and then I was like, okay, then we're going to go get lunch. And then once we're done with that, we'll come back and have my last call. So I was like, really tried to like break it up, get everybody out. Well, anyway, when we were out to lunch, um, my oldest son saw this gumball machine inside the restaurant. And I was like, you are not to go get gumballs until after we eat dinner. And he did anyway. He said he was going to go to the bathroom, but he went and got the gumballs. And then it turned into this big thing because the little two were trying to eat the gumballs. Anyway, I truly, I didn't know what to do because I was like, this is a big deal. He disobeyed me. But also, like, I just want to keep the peace right now. I so, know. I mean, I told him I was super disappointed and I was really upset that he did that. And I kind of left it at that. And sometimes in those moments, I'm like, was that the right thing? But it's like as a parent, I don't know. It's just it's so hard to know what to do. And sometimes yeah. you just want to keep the peace for your own you sanity. Have, yeah. Yeah. And you, you have to like the, the biggest advice I would give. And this isn't finding joy, too. But like, just go with your gut in yeah. your moment and like read the room and also read the kid. You know, like depending on the personality of my child, we usually we rarely have to discipline our oldest because the minute we tell him like that was wrong, that was totally uncool, never will never happen again in this house. He is in his room upset at himself for hours. So we don't really have to do that for him yet, you know, and so there are kids that will that feel that guilty just by getting reprimanded you know, like pulled aside and whispered to. And there are other kids that will test that. And I feel like so strongly about this too, like other parents are going to be more lax and other parents are going to be really hard on their kids with stuff like that. And I think it's super important that we walk into discipline and things like that. And like you said, like trust our gut. Yeah. And and forego any of the feelings of judgment. Yeah. Like she probably yeah. thought I should have handled that because, you know, you're at the park and, and you're handling yeah. these no. situations yeah. and people no. are watching no. you. And like you just have to let go about what anybody else is thinking about how you're handling the situation. That's been really hard for me. I mean, that's been yeah. really challenging, but nothing will suck your joy more than yeah. 
surrendering to like other people's judgment. Yeah. And yeah. And especially like when it comes to the judgments of your parents or people that are close to you. That's so hard. Yeah. And I think you really like we really have to listen to ourselves and and that because that really what it's doing is it's just heightening the fact that we think we're doing it wrong. And then we mm-hmm. second guess ourselves, and then we're extra stressed. And so how do we behave when we're extra stressed out? You know, that's just creating a worse, a worse habit for us, for ourselves and for our kids. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, people need to just be more respectful. So like, we're, we're thinking that in our own brains. And then so when I see a mom in Target with a screaming kid with no shoes on, and you know, snot all over, instead of having a reaction, like, okay, wow, that mom should really get her SHIT together, you know, maybe not, maybe she had a rough day, maybe she, you know, is really tired, because she was nursing somebody else all night, like, we don't know. And so if we start to have empathy for other mothers out in the world, and we spread that, like, let's spread that on social media, Mm -hmm. let's spread empathy and joy and like the realness on social media more often. And I think it's happening a little bit, but I just, it needs to get out there more often. You know, speaking of running around with no shoes on, this is so gross. (laughs) People are probably going to think this is so gross, but we are just like a no shoe family in general. And we had a shoe situation coming back from Florida a couple days ago. And my three-year-old just refused to put the shoes available to him on. And so we just didn't make him wear shoes. And so he he just literally, and I was like, well, I guess if someone at the airport like yells at us and tells him he has to put shoes on, we'll do it. But like, so he just walked through the Fort Myers airport and then the Indianapolis airport with just no shoes. I don't know at what age uh, people in in places like that are like, dude, you got to put shoes on. But I was like, I'm just going to not care what people think. And it's really gross. And I mean, I felt proud that I gave him a bath that night. So right. Uh, I mean, totally. Like I I 100% agree. And I bet he walked through that airport a lot happier with a lot less tantrums. And, you know, it's one thing if he, you know, if we're teaching our children, like, it's okay to disobey the rules. Yeah. You're right. There's no rule. And you didn't make a rule. So fine. Like, you know what? Just it's fine. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay. So let's talk about summer transitioning. Because I was reading up on your Instagram and I was like, oh, man, this is really challenging. I mean, I think everybody goes through summer transition, whether you're working full time, you're home full time, you're doing part time work like me. So... Um, talk to me about like ways that you have implemented expectations and just like keeping the calm as much as humanly possible. Yeah. So I don't love change and (laughs) I, and I, and I do much better our entire household, probably because I've trained them all that way in, you know, not subconsciously, but that we all do better with a routine. We all do better with a schedule. So I think we're in week three right now and it still is mass chaos. Um, but we're getting there and there are definitely some things that I do every summer that help us. So one of the things is I write down like on, you know, a cool sheet of paper and hang it in their little hallway that goes to their bedrooms of, um, just some like summer, I don't know even what I call them. Like they're not rules, but like just the household expectations. And so one is before you want to do technology every day, you each have to do it. They each have a morning chore, even my three-year-old. So water the plants outside or sweep the kitchen, dining room, or clean their bathroom. Those are the three that I've handed out. Um, Oh, and take out the trash. So um, 
they have to do that and they have to open their shades in their room, make their beds and brush their teeth and get dressed before they want to do their technology. And then they don't have to ask me because that's the thing that I feel like any mother with multiple children, we have so many questions. Yeah. So many all day long questions. And, and asking you to do things for them. Yes. I swear to God. I've been, I've told them, I'm like, I'm going to make up, I'm going to make signs. Yes. No, you already asked that. <laughs> and I'll just like flip them up as I'm like, you know, making dinner on a call. Whatever. Get yourself like, water. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like get the step stool. You got it. Um, so I think that has been helpful because now they just, the expectation is set. They don't have to ask me and then they don't have to ask me. They know. I don't care if they do technology for their amount of time that's allotted for them in the day. Then they know what, what, what to do. How do you get them to buy into that? I don't know if I'm just, they, I let my kids walk on me too much, but like, I really yeah. struggle with like, I mean, I guess I need to like put my foot down hard yeah. for like a couple weeks. It's just not an option. Like I, it, and it's, it's not like I made it, um, an angry uh, option. It's just like, this is the way we run the house. Yeah. Period. Done. Move on. Yep. This is how our family you does don't like things. it. I'm, I'm so sorry. When you're 18, you can. Do what do yourself. you do though? If they're like, I don't care about the technology. Mm. Well, you know I what I mean? I haven't had that problem. <laughs> they all love it. They so all love much. it. I know. Yeah. I know. But I would. But it would be something else. Like, hey, buddy, you want to go swimming later at so and so's house? Like, yeah. that that's amazing, and you for sure should do that. But you have some responsibility around the house first. Yeah. So I think I think that divvying out the responsibility, and not only that, but ages now mm-hmm. that like it's actually really helpful. So you know, my for three year old, sure. he's like, I'll sweep the kitchen. I'm like, oh sure, you know, all okay, right. sunny. You're you just know? like but doing my, it to like make it a thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. But my 10-year-old cleaning the bathroom, like, that's good for the week. How do you teach your 10-year-old to clean the bathroom? Because I, I love this, <laughs> but the thought of my ki- my oldest is almost nine. The thought of yeah. him him being the one to clean the toilet, I'm like, I feel like there's going to get, like, gross stuff from the toilet p- put on there's the sink. Definitely, and... There's definitely a training period. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, they clean their own bathroom. Yeah, so yeah. they do have their own bathroom. So if it's not, like, you know. Perfect. I would want it my yeah. own. I'm like, I don't care because it's a bunch of boys and they yeah. stink anyway. Yeah. So I'm sure it's fine for the week. And then the third thing is I make my own um, like scrub and soap for them to use. So it's not like because that's I don't want them because he's going to get chemicals all over his hands. What's the scrub? Tell us the recipe. Yeah. So it's just it's it's really simple. It's usually just Dawn dish soap, um, white vinegar. And I sometimes add lemon juice to it. And fill the rest of the bottle with water. I get my bottles from the Grove Collective because they have like they're reusable, and then but they have like a it's like a I think it's a plastic container around it, so it's they, like if it drops, it won't break or whatever. So it's um it's pretty secure for like little hands. Nice. You can also get little glass um, from the Grove. You can get little glass containers of um, concentrate for cleaning solutions, and then you just dump that in and add the rest water, but it's totally natural. You don't give um, the kids the glass. I'm like, oh man, that glass would be all over my floor. Oh God, no. Yeah, no, no, so, no, no, no. okay, Dawn dish soap, white wine yeah. vinegar, and what yeah, else did no, you not say? White wine. Not white wine, no. just white vinegar. White vinegar. And then, yep, and then, um, and then lemon. And the, the like lemon, lemon is like... lemon, like a squeeze or essential oil? Yeah. No, lemon squeeze. Okay, yeah. okay. Lemons have, lemons have a lot of antibacterial properties. Okay. So that adds to the antibacterial. All right, you guys, if you got nothing else from this episode, you have a new cleaning recipe. I know, right? And then you don't have to feel weird about your kids using like, you know, Clorox all over. And So you know. you put just like a little bit of the Dawn, like how much of each? And then do you just mix it up with water? Yeah, I'm really not good at exact. Yeah, sure. Tomato, what do you eyeball? But um, I'd eyeball probably two tablespoons-ish of the Dawn and then do half of the container of the vinegar 
I probably squeeze a whole lemon. Oh, that's a lot of vinegar. Okay. Yeah. And then the other half is water. Okay. Right. And then, um, and then I just probably squeeze the whole lemon because I think it's annoying to put a half a lemon alone in the fridge. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so that, that's how I do it. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so good. And then they have their own spray bottle. Okay. And they do the, this is like getting way too technical, but I'm kind of a clean freak myself. They do the inside of the bowl and the outside of the bowl. They just use that for all of it. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They even sometimes put it on the mirror, which I'm like, um, you know what? I'm just going to let that one go because, again, yeah. it's their mirror and at least they're cleaning it. So whatever. Okay. One more bathroom specific question. Yeah. <laughs> Teach me how to clean a bathroom. <laughs> I use paper towels for the toilet and I always feel like it's super wasteful. Do you use them too or do you use anything else? Like for the outside of the toilet and everything. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We use, I have old rags and there's one and then I have, uh, I also have like a little caddy. Uh-huh. So like they have, it has a little spot for the, um, the spray. And then it has a spot where we keep one rag that is for the toilet. And, but every time it's used, then it goes right in the wash. So and you just wash I it by have, itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. I usually just walk, wash the rags together right after they're done with it. Okay. All right. Lessons in cleaning a bathroom guys. This yes, is a very it. resourceful it's podcast here. And it's important for our boys to learn how to do that stuff because they grow up into the world and go off and work and think they're going to come home and have a nice clean house. And I'm like, oh, no, sir, you are going to know how to clean a bathroom and load a dishwasher because my husband can't do that. Uh-huh. And you're going to do your own laundry. So. Yeah, I don't know what my mother-in-law did right. But like my my husband won't like go clean the bathroom. Like he won't think, oh, I'm going to clean the bathroom. But if I'm just like, hey, would you clean that bathroom? Like, I don't want to deal with that toilet. It's so disgusting. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But he's yeah. he just has to be reminded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my husband too. My husband, sometimes I'll come in in the kitchen and he's like on his hands and knees, like scrubbing the oven and all the things. And I'm like, this is amazing. Cause yeah. I don't have to do that. Yeah. But I think he's also a clean freak too. So uh-huh. that helps. Um, okay. So let's get back to setting the expectations. Um, so I love the, uh, you, you're getting these things done before you can get on technology or whatever the the vice or activity your kid wants to do. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, the other thing that I do and I was going to stop doing, I didn't do it last summer because it was, you know, COVID and we weren't doing anything anyways, but every year and I, I do this for myself, but my kids don't know I do it for myself. They think I do it just for them. Uh. (laughs) So, um, is I have what they call my summer boxes. So I go to Michael's and, you know, before the summer starts usually, or, I mean, you could still do it now for sure. And they each get a little tote and we just now have it from year over year. And I fill it with quiet time activities. Like I'm talking still for my 10 year old, like he's really into NASA and building robotics and things like that. So any books, any activities, any like, like this paint by sticker, they've been huge into that this summer that um, kinetic sand, they've been huge into that. So like they'll get a bunch of different things that sort of that they like and um, that resonate with them. And so, but they're all education based. So, um, and even my three-year-old. So I fill them up, you know, brand new markers. I mean, that's, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but like, I swear to God, we cannot keep a oh, no. marker in this house. No, the, the lids. Yeah, the lids. Yep. Where are all the lids? No, I mean, no wonder why Crayola, like we'll never go out of business. Oh that's no, yeah. But, and, and they're so like, easy to buy. Right. Because oh, yeah. you're like, oh, it's $2, whatever. Yeah. Right. And they're everywhere. So, you know, they'll get their own, you know, little thing and then they get their own cool big pad of paper because they love to do art and they're, and I surprise them with it on the first day of summer and they all look forward to it so much. That's so fun. And then every afternoon or every like hour of the day that we all have that we're together at least an hour, sometimes I make them do it for two. I'm like, okay, time to like head into your own rooms or your own spaces of the house or the basement or wherever you want and time to do your summer boxes. 
And I say, you know, I said at the beginning that I do it selfishly is because it's like a guaranteed allow me to breathe. And so that also brings me joy all day because I know that like if it's really tough at 10 a.m. Yeah, I know that I get that time and that's coming and that gives me enough power to get there. So that has been super helpful and they look forward to it every year. And it doesn't have to be like crazy big or expensive either. Well, I'm just going to ask the question. I wonder if other moms are wondering, what do you do like three weeks in when they're like bored with their summer boxes? Does that happen? Mm. Yes. And we, so we, I'm like, well, why don't you guys rotate? Yeah. Like, why don't you guys switch boxes? Like yours is all kind of like focused on space and yours over there, you love ocean animals and you have sports in yours or whatever. Yeah. Cause by the end of July, they're kind of like, want, want. Yeah. Know, like, oh, these I'm boxes again. Yeah. Right. So then I'm like, okay, go downstairs, everyone pick a board game, and then they do, and they either play it together or play it separately, and you'd be amazed, like, they don't actually play Monopoly, but they just, like, you know, I don't know, make up random games. I love the random games. Yeah, so do I, and they're so good, and I think it's just because it's expected that they do it and start to enjoy it and start to use their imagination so much more because... They don't question it because I don't really give them an option. (laughs) Okay. So next transition then, because Mm -hmm. this is when the fighting starts. It's like, oh, they're playing the game. And like number three is like in the way you're not playing right. Yes. So give me, give me tips for keeping your joy when your kids are fighting. I just tweeted this the other day. I was like, why do siblings fight so much? I mean, I have to say, I like, I'm so grateful they have each other. And there are so many moments where they play. And it's so amazing. I'm like, yes, yeah. you're being creative. Yeah. You're playing these random games. Like, yeah. you're a zombie. And I don't know what you're doing, but it's hilarious. But the fighting is going to happen. Know. It just, it is. Oh, it is. And, it, and it's constant. And, like, and I'm glad you brought that up because it is part of the thing that we need to talk about more often, you know, because it's not perfect. And so, yes, how we find that joy in the imperfection of all their arguing, I am still experimenting with that. <laughs> Aren't we <laughs> so all? Happy to, you know, listen to any other tips. But um, one thing that really works well is I um, send whoever is arguing out to walk the yard ah. or to go sit in the garden. Yeah. So for me, we are big into grounding mm-hmm. and like going out in the earth with our bare feet and my Oh, my children, my boys think that I am like crazy, a little bit crazy, a little bit annoying. I'm like, no, 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 take off your socks and shoes. And we live on an acre of land. And so I'm like, you go like walk it, walk the whole thing until yeah. you've cooled off. And, you know, of course they complain and argue their whole way out the door. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um. Or, you know, when, or I'll, I'll have them, we have a vegetable garden and I have them go sit in the garden. I'm like, go chill in the garden, see what you can pick, see what you can harvest. But you're not, you're not going to do that in the house right now. So I send them out, send them outside. Oh, that's, that's so good. I know the like getting your feet in the ground and like, sometimes I just want to be reckless in my own right. Like stop fighting, stop fighting. Oh yeah. I know if I quietly walk up to the instigator and just say, we're going to go do this Yep. and maybe just usher them to that ground. Yeah. Like, I know this is frustrating, but like, this is, if this is where you need to be right now. I love that idea. And even not only, not only them, but like sometimes once in a while, if I'm able, when they're arguing like that, I do that. I will stop whatever I'm doing and I will go outside and I will stand in the grass in my bare feet. Oh, that's such a good idea. And I swear to God, nine times out of 10, they all stop what they're doing and watch me. And they're like, well, wait, what is she doing? Oh, wait, she's not flipping out right now. 
oh my God, she's not going to scream. She's not screaming at us, but what is she doing? And some one of them comes out, mom, are you okay? Mom, what's <laughs> what you doing out here? And I'm like, yep. oh yeah, I just like, I've had enough of all of you. So this yep. is you need me. <laughs> I'm just going to be really honest right now. I have yes. an embarrassing admission. Um, when, well, I mean, I've been on my kitchen floor crying because everybody's overwhelmed me, which yeah. I've done it less lately. I feel like, and you're in the same stage, your oldest, your youngest being three. My youngest yeah. is almost three. Um, honestly, two years removed from where I was, I it, it's already so much easier. I mean, complicated in yeah. different ways, but like, yeah. there's just so much complication to this when you have a little tiny baby, you know, you're just, yeah, your I hormones agree. and all that. But anyway, I have, I have laid on the floor and like <laughs> fake acted sad or upset just oh, because sure. <laughs> I know it, sure especially my oldest, if he thinks I'm sad, <laughs> he'll be like, okay, I need to come back to, yeah. to like, I, I need to ground myself a little bit. I mean, and there are times when I truly am sad. Like, how did we get here? Like, I can't believe one of my children said this word to me, but like, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've definitely done that where I've been more mad than sad, but I'm like, well, if they think yep. I'm sad, <laughs> right. And it just, they what it does, around. it just, it just stops. And it stops whatever is going on and shifts yeah. to something that could probably end in a more productive way. And I think too, like going back, like we were talking at the very beginning of the conversation about energies, it's like, okay, so they have all this maybe like energy they need to get out, but this is how I get my energy mm -hmm. out and you need, to, and they need to understand that that might be the way. And if they need to have, I have a couple of, my boys are highly sensitive and, um, and I encourage them to get out their energies by, if you need to cry, go for it. I'm here. Like, this, yes. is, this is your home. You let out your energies how you need to, as long as it is respectful to everyone else in the house. Yes. You know? And so I think that it's good that we, that we show them that emotion. Cause I think that that has been a little lost in maybe generations past where mothers didn't show their emotions. And now we're the generation that we don't really know what to do because we're sort of caught in the middle of this. I think it's really important that our kids see that in us, that we're human and we have our ups and downs too. Yeah, it's super interesting because I do think it's changing. Like I do think there's a big yeah. shift like yeah, in all I'm of so that. Grateful. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And I I am all about like, hey buddy, if you want to cry, cry yep, out. Absolutely. Hey everybody, a quick break here to thank a sponsor for this podcast and that is Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, you know that you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months with Nutrafol. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. As Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin, nails, and libido. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code YELLING to save 15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L 
www.yellingmama.com, promo code yelling. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Rachel. Okay, I, first of all, your, your do all the chores before the technology thing. Yeah. I overcomplicate this stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've like, I'm going to create a chore chart. I'm going to do this. And it, I like yeah. make it something so much bigger than it has to be. Like, Lindsay, you can write this down. You can use lined notebook yeah. paper and write yeah. it with a pen on the uh-huh. fridge. Like, that's, that's right. all you have to do. And I don't yep. know why I complicate it so much. Yeah. No, mine is a marker on a sheet of random paper that probably has writing already on the back uh-huh. of it. And just taped in a place that they all walk by every day. And if they have questions, you know, if they don't remember, I'm like, okay, go, you know, go check out the sheet and then come talk to me. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tell us about your tip for the grocery store. I thought this was so great. (laughs) When you have to take all your kids to the store with you. Yes. Yes. And I I think that that's also been something like, you know, that is kind of in our generation. Like, oh, I'm going to get a babysitter so that I can go to the grocery store. Totally. Wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've it done it. Gl- it is glorious yeah. to go to the grocery store alone. Right. I spend a lot less money. I'm a lot quicker. Yep. You know, and some, and especially when like if you're living in a place where it's either freezing, freezing, freezing cold or so, so, so hot, like getting a small person or four of them out of the car in freezing cold is like death. It's so you much work. Like it is yeah, so, so much work. work. So, um, and you know, it took me a long time to realize that I could ask for help for those things. That's an entirely, you know, different conversation. But so this summer, especially because of the ages that they are in, I'm kind of like, of of course, if they have other activities or camps or whatever, then there's they're not going to be going with me every single week. But in the weeks that they can, I'm like, I kind of want them to know what this is and and know what it takes. Hmm. Um, and and be responsible for some of the food in our house. Will they ever have to pay for it? No, never. Will they ever have to cook it if they're not actually home? No, of course not. But, and it's fun. Like it it gets them, it gets them to know food. So one of the big things that's important to me to finding joy in our lives is, is the importance of what we put in our bodies and for energy, for immunity, for our brains. You know, one of my boys is like, I'm going to be a professional athlete. And I'm like, all right, well, here's what you have to eat then before your game, after your game in between. And now you have the knowledge and now what you're going to do with it. So, um, so things like that are really important to me. So we go to our co-op and, I, each week during the summer, my three older boys are responsible for cooking dinner one night. Oh, um, and we started it a couple of years ago, actually. So when they were still young and obviously, you know, I'm there to help them. Um, and at the beginning it was like, I'm going to just do like have mac and cheese. Let's like order pizza. And I'm like, okay, it's your night. Like as long as you add a vegetable in there for everyone, like it's your night. That's so fun. Kinda, I love that. Yeah. And it's kind of transformed now and they like, they all have their cookbooks and they look and they're like, I'm going to make you know, this quiche or like, I want to do this like barbecue, you know, burger with coleslaw and whatever. So it's kind of morphed into this like really cool thing. And of course they all want to do a dessert. Um, and so, so they each do that. And so when we go to the grocery store, they have to tell me before we leave what the ingredients are that we need. So they bring their books, they bring their computer or whatever it was where they got their recipe and, um, we write it all down. We have to double it. So they have to learn how to, you know, how to do that. And then, um, you know, because there's a million of us, right? Right. And um, <laughs> so I don't, we don't need to talk about our grocery bills. <laughs> I know, I know, honestly. It's insane. A totally new conversation. Um, but, but yeah, so that's one thing. And then um, another thing that I do when I'm there is like, they're sort of in charge of like, um, 
going around the store. So we go to our co-op. So a lot of the stuff that we get is in bulk. So we bring our containers, we bring our bags and they fill it up with kind of whatever they want. You know, they each get to pick one like big treat or whatever that they have for the week. And that is, that's really helpful to my eight year old and my three year old. Cause then it is enticing for them to go. They don't yeah. know that I'm trying to entice them. They just think like, this is cool. I get to pick something. But for me as a mother, it makes the, it makes it joyful to be there with them and teach them about these different things that they're having. And then they choose. Um, yeah, my Instagram, I mean, you saw it was like, Sunny was melting down on the floor screaming. Someone's trying to help him. Someone's asking me a question and someone's, you know, there's flour all over the ground and the grocery people. But like, this is how, that's how I teach the boys. Yeah. I love the ownership piece to that because the second you give your kid ownership in something, especially if it's something they don't really want to do, it does make it better. It really, yeah. really does. I mean, so yeah. my thought is I love this so much. And my second thought is it seems like a lot of work. Like if Marshall, my oldest, is like, I'm going to make the veggie burgers this week. It means that means I can't whip the veggie burgers up really quick on my own. And we're doing this together. But I see true. so much value in that. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And so I think what you could do to make that a little easier is maybe do start with one dinner a week. Yeah. So, and, and I, I remember we did that two years ago when we started, they got one dinner a week. Mm -hmm. And so Oscar, my oldest, he was, you know, the main dish. And then, you know, my middle, yeah, my middle guy did the salad and my third guy did the dessert and then they had to work. So that, and then they had to work together. So that's an entirely other thing that they're learning how to figure out. Right. Like, you know, what goes with what and, you know, how they're going to work together. So that breaks it down to one night. I think that we switched it because they are a little older and they all wanted to do their own thing. And now right. I'm like, okay, okay, go for it. Just tell me when you need the oven or the stove. Well, and I, and I love the lesson there too, because if, if you want to try to be super organized about it, which I struggle with this probably just as much, if not more than most people listening, um, like it could go as far as like in the morning, hey, if we're having this for dinner, it probably makes sense to like go ahead and get these cho- chopped up right. this morning. Totally. So put totally. that on your chore list in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And of course there is going to be things like so, because I know what it's going to be. So if I'm like, all right, well, in my head, I know that no one's even going to be home until four because of sports or park or, you know, whatever, whatever we decided to do, whatever we did that day, then I will do some of that prep yeah. like in the morning or whatever, because I'm going to, I was going to do it anyway. So I'll just get it ready for them. And I want them to feel successful. So I definitely guide their choices. I'm not like, we're making, we're not making a souffle. We're not (laughs) like, sometimes we're doing like veggie nachos. And I'm like, this is a great summer dinner. Let's do it. Cobb salad from the garden. Great. That's like one of their staples. All of our kids, future significant others are going to thank us for this. I know. And that's what I think. There's no greater gift. Yeah. Like my husband cooks. There's no greater other than when he cleans the toilets when I ask him to. Yeah. (laughs) To have a spouse that cooks. It's like, oh, my husband, too. He's Italian. So so amazing. When he I know when he can get and when he has time to get in the kitchen, he does love it. Oh, that's so good. I love that our boys see that in in their fathers, too. Yeah. And spend time in the kitchen just as much as their mothers do. I think that's important. I wonder, too, if it will help. I'm going to I'm really going to try hard to implement this in some way, shape or form. And yeah, I wonder if it will help to them be more creative with what they're willing to eat. Yes, because you you made it. You're like excited to try it. Yeah. And I think I mean, there's definitely been things at the grocery store, especially in the produce section where my boys will be like, "Okay, can we get that? And it's like a papaya. And I'm like, oh, 
are we going to eat this? Really? Yeah. yeah. But I never, especially if it's in the produce section, I'm like, yep, I'm game. Let's just get yep. it. And there have definitely been things where I'm like, well, that's $4 down the drain. Right. Nobody ate that. But I would rather them do that than not try it at all. So yeah. And you know, everyone has their one thing and then they get to try that. And the papaya was this week. And so that's fine. I loved your other tip of like just chopping up fruits and veggies at the beginning of the day and yeah. having them sitting out because um, I've gotten into this like after school, if, if whatever, I, if I have good stuff on hand, I'm like, if I set out the carrots and ranch and that's all that's, uh, you know, available right from the start, they're going to yep. start there. But if I right. set out the chips or whatever, which is fine too, my, my kids eat plenty of yeah. processed foods. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if yeah. I set that stuff out first, obviously they're going to go to that first. So it's like, yep. If it's there and in front of them, they're probably they're gonna grab it if yeah. you know as long as it's something they don't hate. Yeah. So I and love you know, that I, tip. I definitely put out both, and you know when they you know because that's the other question that we get constantly, right? I'm hungry. Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Twenty four seven all day. So that's the other thing that I set up for the summer. Talking about expectations is at three thirty, my kitchen closes mm. because I went through summers where no one ate dinner, and I was like so frustrating right now. Yeah, it's so frustrating. You sit down, you work into dinner for forty minutes, even. 10 minutes to make dinner. You sit down, everybody doesn't eat it. Then they're off. And then I'm sitting there alone at the dinner table. I'm like, what, what just happened? And then they're hungry at eight 30, right before bed. No, I'm like, get out of here. Yes, I know. I'm like, you eat a big, here's the milk. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so my kitchen closes at three 30 every day. I love that. And, and then they know. And then the other rule I have is like, if you're going to get something unhealthy, great. You need to pair it with something healthy. Yeah. And then that teaches them too, like what's healthy for their bodies and what, what's going to fill them up before their practices or when they get home from a big game or whatever it is. So I think, and I, again, I don't think our kids are too young to understand those things. But one thing that I want to say too, when you, you know, you're, when you talk about really wanting to implement some of these things, also have grace for yourself. Mm. And I think that that's a huge part of finding joy in the summer with our kids (laughs) as we're getting ready is have grace because I want to have fun too this summer. Right. That's what I mean. Like, this is our summer. It's our life this, too. <laughs> this is my life too. This is my, this is my last summer to be 37. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to have fun Me too. this summer. Right. So I want to, I want to, and I love the fun things that we do all summer long and I want to be able to enjoy them. And so I think like having that balance between, I mean, and that word is so difficult, I know, but, but... I, being able to find a way to have and that's why writing it down for me works really it on the fridge. I can point to it. We have the expectation. But then right next to it, we have a whole list of fun things we want to do all summer. And we check them off as we go. So I think the balance between the routine and the chores and the fun can is where it like is where the magic really is in the summer for us. You know what, too? People hate the word balance. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of don't hate it because yeah. I think that you can try to have balance. And I don't mean that that means things are going to be perfect. I just mean that you can choose to add things or take things away so that things can feel as balanced as they possibly can for your life. I mean, there are things you can't change. There are things you can't change, but there are things you can. And I do think that we do have the power to strike some sort of balance. Now, I mean, you know, we're living in a day and age where there has to be an asterisk next to everything. I don't want to be quoted off the mark here. Like there are single moms who like really can't do that. You know, there's always an asterisk. But for a lot of people, I do think we can choose to be less busy 
and we can choose, you know, how much we're going to put into each bucket in our life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And not only that, but even when there are weeks and times in our life and even with the asterisk, I believe wholeheartedly that joy is within us. Joy does not come from the big, huge moments that happen outside. Joy comes from from within our souls. And we have the opportunity to look at whatever situation we're in with in, in two different ways. And, and when we look at things like I get to do certain things instead of, um, instead of I have to, or, you know, whatever, then that is where balance makes me feel a lot happier. Yeah. That's so similar to, I just did an episode with my sister on her choice to stop drinking alcohol. Mm. And she said she had to get out of the mindset of like, I mean, this is, it's the opposite of what you just said because it's taking something away. But I, Mm -hmm. instead of saying, I don't get to drink, I don't have to drink. Like I don't have to do that. And so you just flip the like, oh, I'm going to a party and I don't get to drink. No, I don't have to. Right. You flip the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that that's so powerful for us. And wow, that's, you know, amazing of your sister. Um, But I think it's so powerful for us, not only for us as mothers, but for when we do that for ourselves, what are we teaching our kids to be able to do for themselves as they grow and age and make decisions? Yeah. And that's why I'm doing that. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it so they can see it happen. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely an experiment every day, Sure, you know, of and course. a challenge every day for sure. And I will always show up authentically and share the dirt as much as anyone's going to share the, the perfect, the perfection, right. That we yeah. think exists. Oh, for and I sure. think that we need to be doing more of that for, for each other. Agree. Agree. Okay. So tell us how people can find you like, like what, if someone's like, I love these messages, I want to connect with Rachel, yeah. what exactly, how do they connect with you through the Awakening Motherhood Project? Yeah, so definitely follow my social. Um, and that is where I share tips pretty much every day. But also in um, in on the Awakening Motherhood Project social media and on Instagram, there is a link in my bio for a newsletter. So that is really where the crux of the information comes from and and my real stories. Um, And then um, you can also go to the website, theawakeningmotherhood.com. And that is um, just a little bit more about me. And I also share some, some articles in a blog type format there. How often do you send out the newsletter? um, You know, because I'm a very, I come from a very structured, organized. <laughs> I get that vibe from you. Train. I know, right? So I went into this being like every month and la la la, and here's what I'm going to write about and whatever. And then I just started actually writing more when I felt like it or when I was drawn to certain topics or someone inspired me to write something. I was like, well, this is what I want to tell people today. Yeah. This is what I want to tell people tomorrow. And I have tips today, but I might not have tips next Thursday when I'm supposed to have tips. Sure. Right? So, and I feel like that is more real and that is really what I want to do with this project. So I would say it's become more like, I don't know, every three weeks, but really when I, when I feel like sending something out. So yeah, yeah, I, I totally feel you on that because it's like, you try to come up with like a social media strategy and like all these things. And it's like, but the best things come Uh in the moment they just come. Correct. And that, that's what we need to hear from each other because there could be some mother somewhere else that is screaming for that relatability or that help that day, like Uh I am some days. 
And I'm like, well, I want to be there for that woman, Uh you know, or that spouse of her or whatever. Totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. And we need each other for that. 100%. Okay, Rachel. Well, we will link all of that to the show notes here. Tell me what's something professionally or personally that you would like to do that you haven't done yet. I know. This is a big one for me. Um, I have a few unpublished books that I would like to publish. One's a children's book and one is a um, historical historical nonfiction, I think it will be. So um, I need and want to do that. That's a big goal of mine. Um, and I think I want to speak, you know, I, my plan is to speak on a larger scale about the things that we're talking about. And I don't know what that's going to look like yet. And I, for the first time in my life, I am okay not knowing what that's going to look like and not planning that. And I really want to enjoy where I am. My kids are in the best years. I know of, they really are. Because yeah, pretty soon they're not going to want to hang out. They're not going to have time. They're not going to think I'm fun anymore. And um, so I'm okay being where I am. I'm still working really hard towards some of those goals. But but for now, this summer, I'm good where I am. Yeah. I I love that so much. For, for all of those reasons. I love that you have like the big goals with it, but you're like, I don't have to like chase that really hard right yeah. in this moment. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, the universe will tell us where it needs us to go. And we, again, we need to follow our guts and it'll lead us to where we need to be next. And I believe that for all of us really. And it's so true. I mean, that was a really deep statement. So yeah, <laughs> yay for that. But I'm going to go somewhere not as deep right now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we I would have a lot of fun with you sitting on the back porch having know, having cocktails. Right? I know. Um my oh my my son, you were talking about your kids being at the best ages. My yeah. oldest is almost 9 and it just is so fun like to be able to have like a real conversation with him. Yes. Yesterday I had like what I would consider a cool outfit on and I was like do I look like a cool mom like am I do I look hip to you and he he looked at me up and down and he tilted his head and he was like actually kind of oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I oh, my boys, so like how do I look all the time in this dress in this in these shorts or whatever and they'll give me their own opi- honest opinion <laughs> and I I take it and I love that I love the real conversations uh-huh. that we can have with them yeah, it's so fun right now. And I also think it's fun because if he thought it didn't look kind of cool, he would have been like, no, that looks silly. <laughs> you know, yeah, like no, just would have been, they're still uh-huh. like so honest. Oh, yeah. Brutally yeah, honest. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What is the best, most recent book you've read? Um, I am slowly working my way through The Warmth of Other Suns. Okay. And um, it's a massive book. I don't know if you've read it, but, um, and you know, I probably have like enough mental capacity left at the end of the day to read like two pages. Mm. So it'll take me a few years. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just read the nightingale for the second time, mostly because it was sitting out and I was like, this is such a good one. I gotta read that book. I oh, love Kristen so Hannah. I don't know why I haven't yes. read it. I love oh, her books. Get it, get it right now. Okay. Um, it is so good. Yeah. Like, I mean, one of the ones that, again, like, yeah, I'm reading it for the second time. I read it probably maybe five years ago, right when it came out. And this is was, like, so. there. it's like a, there's a nurse, right? Like, in, yeah. And they're like sisters in, it's, I think it's World War II. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I yep. don't know why I haven't read that. I just read The yes. Four Winds. Oh, I have that one on my bookshelf. Is it good? Yeah. It's really good. Okay. I liked okay. it much better than, uh, what's the one in Alaska? The Great Alone. Oh, I didn't read that one. Which I read okay. that and it was it was good. Like I okay. think all of her books are good. Yeah. But yeah. um 
The Four Winds. Yeah, that yeah. one was really, really good. Okay. Okay, good. I have literally that's on my bookshelf. She doesn't have a bad book for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I also, I always keep a couple nonfiction on like Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of hers. Um, and then I have Untamed sitting, um, sitting also on my bookshelf. So yeah. And I, we read a lot of children's books. So I'm in the middle of Harry Potter series for the second time Nice uh, with my children. So do you read so, it out loud to them? I do. Yeah. Okay. I need to do that. I did it with my older boy and now my second wants to do it. And I'm like, yeah, anytime my kids want to read with me, it's like hand, hands down. I'll do you just do it. like, like how much do you like 20 minutes or something? I feel like I couldn't do yeah. too long. No, God, no. I'm sometimes so impatient. We have, sometimes we only have like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like, let's like, get a chapter in or whatever. It depends on the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. And of course, you know, we still read with our, with our little three-year-old, but yeah, yeah I could read a children's book all day. Um, I love going to local bookstores whenever I travel. Like I want to find the local bookstore. Cool. Yeah, cool. And I found the cutest little bookstore. We were in Sanibel. My parents have a house there. And um, what was it called? Jeans. But anyway, I found myself in the young adult section. And I was like, I think I kind of oh. want to just read these books to myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that just as much as we say that children can read up, I think that as adults, we should be reading down, so to speak, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like quote unquote down, even though it's not, but, um, but yeah, I think that's really important for us. Okay. And then do you have a kid's book you recommend? Um, Miss Rumpius okay. by Barbara Cooney okay. was my favorite book growing up and it still is. I have two copies in my house. Um, my boys read, read it a lot. All of Barbara Cooney's books I think are remarkable. Um, but Miss Rumpius would be my favorite. And then, um, anything by Tommy DePaula. Okay. And not even like beyond the Streganonas, right? Like he has some really good, um, the art teacher. I don't know if you've read that one before. No, I haven't. It is so good. It's about, it's, you don't know it's a story about him, but a story about him as a little boy and he grew, what he, how he grew up through childhood. Essentially his teachers were like, well, you, you can't be an artist. Or if you have, if you want to be an artist, you have to do it this particular way. Oh. And he, and you know, goes through the book and he was like, but actually it's not. And then he had one teacher that, was kind of like, no, you can, you do it any way you want. And then at the, at the end, it shows him like as an adult, Tommy DePaula, um, still writing all of his books and all of his art is back there. And it's just, it's really, it's a really cool story. Oh, so, that does sound really yeah, cool. But all Tommy DePaula's are amazing. I don't know why I've never heard of him. That's insane. Oh my gosh. He's so good. So like all the Stragononas and there's another one called like, um, someone's C- cloak. Okay. So just the art. The art is so beautiful and creative. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. Okay. Sounds like I I have a book that I'm going to get my son for his birthday. Yes. Yes, absolutely. A book to give and a cleaning supplies to make. Yes. Right? <laughs> and by the way, you're going to learn how to clean toilets on your ninth yeah. birthday. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. What's your last message to leave with our audience today? You know, I just. I'm so grateful to have had this conversation. I, I this definitely is so fun. That, yeah, I definitely agree that we could, you know, sit for a long time and let our, you know, eight boys run rampant uh-huh. somewhere. In the world, right. But um, and I love having these conversations and I really just want people to know that they're not alone. You know, I, I want I want us to believe and really, truly understand that we're all in this together in this motherhood thing together. And we can have, we have the power to lift each other up and we have the power to, um, transform the next generation. And I think we, we need to harness it and work together. So yeah, that's it.
<laughs> thank you, Rachel. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Rachel, for coming on the show. Wasn't she so fun? You can find Rachel on Instagram. She is awakening.motherhood.project over there. Get subscribed to her newsletter so that you can hear all the great things she's doing over there. You can find this podcast on Instagram. We are why is everyone yelling? And you can find me personally on Instagram. I am lindsayhine626. All right. Thank you for being here. We have some great episodes lined up for the rest of the summer. So stick around. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you are enjoying it, share it with your friends on social media. Have a really great rest of your day. And we will see you next week on Why is Everyone Yelling?